Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the Men's Room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The Podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. 99.9 KISW. We return to the men's room with Miles and Thrill. You're on a chance to win tickets to see Pearl Jam coming up. We'll give you the secret word at 420. Will we? 420. And text that word to 206-803-ROCK. In the meantime, our question, what can you not believe happened to you or someone that you know? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Matt. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, bitches. Hola. Hola. All right, well, uh, I thought of another story on the phone, but because I respect Mike, I'm not going to change my story. Excellent. So you get to hear the, 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 the so lucky you guys, you get to hear that um, my cousin, so I have a cousin who had a kid with a, a girl, you know, like seven years ago, but, you know, they still have a, a, a cordial relationship, but they're not together. And uh, he got a phone call from his kid's mom Saturday night that he missed and then a subsequent text saying hey uh, I'm, my car is, uh, my car battery died or something like that I, and I, I need a ride I need an Uber and uh, he never could he didn't get back to her in time and uh, you got a call Sunday morning she got hit by a car and she's dead like Jesus, dude, yeah, wow. a lifetime movie okay. I, I don't know the lifetime movies do that man no they don't <laughs> Wow, okay. Well, well, yeah, the we, Lifetime movie, Jesus. it's already happened. It's three years in the past. They, they, they don't open with this crap like the movie Up. You know what I mean? They, man, oh, man. They just say that it happened. Okay. They don't show you. And that's yeah. where she finds her new love. That's the Lifetime formula. There. That, that's a little more like Disney. Like, let's just whack these people up front. Make them there. Maybe did, not, did, not see that's did not see that one coming. No, I, no, I did not no. think that. Uh, Jesus. Wow. Okay. Thanks for the pick me up, dude. What uh, What can you not believe happened to you or someone you know? 206-803-ROCK. Take yeah, two. Other people call and say, hey, man, I was chased by a moose and I made a tree stand. I'm just trying to get to school. Met Tom Green. Yeah, I met Tom Green just banging his head on the ground because he's wearing a helmet. And Well, she died. Okay. All right, man. Uh, here's one from the text line. <laughs> one time, me and my boyfriend were in the middle of it. And he had his nipples pierced. And my hair got caught in one of his piercings. Ah! And his piercing got ripped out, and the blood went into my mouth. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you're still alive. What can you not believe happened to you or someone you know? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Matt. Part two. Welcome to the men's room. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. We got you. How's it going? How's it going? We're doing great, man. Thank you, brother. 
Good, good. Uh, so my story is kind of short, kind of long, uh, depending on how you guys want to hear it. Uh, it happened about four years ago. Um, I had a kidney uh, transplant recently, so that's the good news. Uh, but how it happened was I had both my kidneys uh, depleted from a spider bite. From a spider bite? Yeah. Jeez. So I had a staph infection. I was out drinking with my buddies and celebrating my birthday, and I woke up, and both my legs were covered in bumps. So I went to the emergency room, and they're like, oh, you got bit by a spider. So I contacted the, they were just, gave me antibiotics and stuff like that, and I didn't know what to do with that, and over time, it just took a while, but uh, both my kidneys got shot, and... When you say it took a while, like, how long are we talking from the time the like spider bit years. you? Four years? Yeah, four years, and the doctors didn't know what to do about it, and they were trying to take care of me uh, as best they could, but uh, they called it the IDA disease. What does that mean? Honestly, I don't know. It's a very rare. <laughs> you should look that up. <laughs> Since you haven't. Yeah. yeah. Typically, people know what they've got. But either way, you know it's not anything do you good. Know, do you yeah. know the type of spider that bit you? Unfortunately, I do not. Where were you when you got bit? Um, I was at in Tacoma uh, with my buddies uh, just at a bar, and I woke up, and it was there. So, so you think was, it uh, bit you at the bar or while you were asleep? I was asleep. Okay. See, I was hoping yeah. you would say that you were in a jungle someplace, or you were somewhere overseas. where I'll never be. Not in a bar no. in Tacoma, which I frequent. Yes, a bar in Tacoma, Magoo, uh, if that's all right. Okay. Well, I, think you got bit, I think you got bit while you were sleeping. Yeah. If I'm drinking at the Probably bar and something was, bites me, I'd react. Yeah, but I just woke up and I had this crazy infection, and just over time, just it was kind of crazy. And you've since had your kidney transplant, you said? Correct, I did. How long ago was that? Uh, about three months ago. Three months. And how long are you on the waiting list? Because as far as transplants go, kidneys uh, have the longest list, longest wait list. So if I live in the East Coast, it could have been like about three years. But since I was in Washington State, uh, it took about six months. Okay. Now, how do you nice. feel? Do you feel better? I do, actually. Um I before I wasn't able to like have potassium, so like oranges and bananas. I'm 31 years old, so that clears anything up for anyone. What but, were uh, some of the other things? Like when you say potassium, we think of a special case cereal mm -hmm. and bananas. But after you said oranges, I would have no idea that that's a source of potassium. Yeah, I couldn't have oranges. Uh, I had to do uh, dialysis three times a week. Because of this uh, occurrence, do you know? Uh, do you know who your donor was? I do. Uh, it was actually a family friend. Okay. All right. He didn't know he's donated. Took him to Mexico, put him in a nice bath, and mm -hmm. just cut it out himself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> After you got the new kidney, like, could you have a drink again, or did you stop drinking? Uh, I pretty much stopped drinking. 
Probably yeah. a good call. Yeah. yeah. So you, you don't know yeah. what the person who had the kidney before has done to it. Yeah, I'm do the best I can. Uh, you don't want my kidneys. So, by the way, uh, good call on the spider story. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. and then she died. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, it's kind of ironic. He was at a bar, got bit, and then his kidney was terrible. Now, wait a minute. You said that if you're on the East Coast, it could have taken up to three years to get the kidney transplant. Luckily, you're here in Washington yeah, State, about fine. six months. But your friend or family friend ended up donating the kidney. So. Yeah. Even, even though I was on the waiting list, it would, still would have took about six months. Well, how does that and work, though? Because you're on the waiting list, all right? So there's a bunch of people that need kidneys. We know this. There are major blood types. We understand that. But if yeah. I say, hey, doc, I'm willing to give this guy one of my kidneys, why would they still make you wait? Or is it just waiting for the actual surgery? It's just waiting for the actual surgery. Ah, okay. Even though the person's cleared and ready to go, it's just waiting for it. Okay. All right, Matt, I don't know if you know this, but someone just texted in, and I don't know if this is true. It says apparently raisins have the most potassium. Well, that's good because you don't have that crappy, uh, you know, potato salad. Yeah. I just, man, oh, man. Like I said, I, other than bananas, in special case cereal, I would not know. The doctor said avoid potassium. I'd be like, I don't know. But, I mean, banana stuff. gets most of the credit for potassium. It does get the credit. I only figured out special K because K represents potassium or whatever the hell it is in the periodic chart. But when he said oranges, I'm like, oranges? Because you're just your vitamin C. But, yeah. I mean, I would assume most fruits, if you're looking for a source of potassium, oh, would, really? be, would yeah. be that. I'm just learning There's that There's got to be some greens, too, right? Probably. I honest to God don't know. I don't eat that healthy. Because different foods get different love. It's not about eating love. healthy enough. It's not about eating. It's just a matter of, do you know it's in right? Yeah, yeah, I would not know. No. What can you uh, not believe happened to you or someone that you know? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Marcus. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, hola, Michola. Hola. hola. So, yeah, recently, uh, it was about July of last year, I'm just hanging out, you know, in my street, doing nothing, holding a knife. That's doing nothing. Uh, they told me to put the knife down. I did. Uh, I got tased by two cops. They came up, tased me. I walked back to my truck. I was holding on to the steering wheel because I was trying to, uh, I was trying to leave before they got here. Uh, I was holding on to the steering wheel. My dog was in the passenger seat. My dog jumped out. So one of the cops dropped their taser, shot my dog twice, killed my dog. I got pissed off, ripped the other taser out of me. And uh, my girlfriend was uh, sitting in a truck with a canopy on the on the back of the, uh, um, the bed flat canopy on the, on the back of the, yeah, whatever it's called. Uh, the bed, that's what it's called. Uh, so I, I slid across that, hit her window. The first cop shot me in the head. Luckily, I was backing up. Grazed me, got nine staples in the head. The next cop, I had my face covered. You can clearly see in the camera. I was covered up. Walked up, shot me another five times. Why would all this happen if, in theory, you're standing in the street doing nothing? Exactly. I have no charges pressed against me. Uh, yeah, everything's internal investigation. So you're you damn right I got a lawyer, so... Oh, good. Okay. Why were you holding a knife in the middle, <laughs> in the middle of the street? Yeah, that, yeah I, right. I got to ask that, too. Because that's probably why they well, call you. know, I, I live in Salton. I live in, you know. Uh, so. so if I go there, uh, are there typically people walking around with knives holding them oh, in the yeah, street? Oh, yeah, knives getting off. <laughs> you know, at that time, I uh, I do not know. I, I, I like to throw knives at my fence, so I imagine it was that. I was, you know. So you were at home? I was at home, yeah. It happened right in front of my house. Okay. Were you altered? Yeah. Have you been drinking or smoking? Or Actually, I was actually sober for the one day of my life. Uh, 
but that doesn't mean the drugs that I've done before didn't kick in. So honestly, okay. I mean, right? Just I get. I can imagine sitting in my yard throwing a knife, but it seems odd you'd be in the middle of the street with a knife, holding a knife. Yeah, with my dog sitting in my car, and my girlfriend in the bed of my truck, but my house is right there. And then the cops come up and tase me for no particular reason. I'm just saying, and look, I don't know. I was not there. I bet you there's more to the story. You don't hang out in the front yard in your car? We always do. When yeah, I get home yeah, from work, yeah, yeah. nothing just feels better than climbing into the car and not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What uh, yeah. What can you not believe happened to you or someone that you know? 206-803-ROCK. <laughs> to his credit, like he said, ah, could have been those other drugs I did back in the day. It, it could have been. Mm-hmm. No. Because he said, I was sober the one day of my life. Now, as I understand certain drugs, just because you did not do those drugs that day does not mean you were off of the drugs that you had done, say, the night before. Correct. I've had personal experience of that myself. Like, oh, my God, I cannot believe I'm still high on this. Yeah, I've eaten an edible before. <sighs> man. You wake up the next day, it's like, yeah, I'm still really stoned. I'm still, man, there were those edibles someone brought in a couple years ago. Robin was here, and I did not, re- it was a brownie. Yeah. I, I don't remember the milligrams, and I don't bother to ask. I ate the brownie. We're doing it was hundred per brownie. <laughs> I, I don't know, so I ate the thing. I told everybody that would listen, and Robin was like, "Did you, what'd you do with the brownie?" So well, I ate it, man, and I'm up for weed week. And she just said, "Are you okay?" I said, "Why are you asking?" She goes, "Man, it was supposed to be cut in the fourth." So I'm like, "Oh no, man!" And I have not been that high for that long in my life. When I woke up the next morning. I'm still giggling. I'm laughing. My wife's like, Jesus Christ, dude, are you okay? And I'm like, babe, there's nothing I can do. I just have gotta to let this out. Gotta let her, yeah. It was from the same guy the that made the one, like, the first time that I that I took part in Weed Week, when I had my freak out on the, scre- the screen <laughs> studio, it was yeah. the same one. <laughs> Only I ate a little chunk, and that stuff freaked me the hell out. I don't know how the hell you did 100, dude. I mean, it blew just, my mind. There's just nothing you can do. Like, I'm just going to be high. And oh. I mean, like, you are so... As we're saying with this guy standing in the knife, like, yeah, maybe you didn't do anything that day. But if it's anything like that, like, I'm still super high. I've, and then it got to the point where being high wasn't even fun anymore. Right. Like, I, I want to stop being high. I also believe that you might have done that as far as, like, a little rebellion, too. Man, I didn't know. <laughs> I just ate the brownie because it was sitting on the desk. Robin's like, dude, that was not my, uh-oh. Well, what, uh, what could you not believe happened to you or someone you know? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Robert. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. 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 All right, man. So here's my story. I was uh, broke and homeless, living in a hostel. Well, pretty much working for my stay at a hostel in Hawaii. Reading a newspaper one day, I see there's a casting call for Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> no money. I show up. Uh, I got long hair. The lady writes something on the back of my card. I get a call like three weeks later. Next thing you know, I'm floating around a pirate ship off the coast of Hawaii for like a month and a half. And yeah. what is this like for tourists and stuff like that? No, the movie. No, they were filming the movie. Oh, the, so you're you're like an extra. So you know, yeah, one of the benefits like, of being homeless is, and I've been homeless myself. The closest I probably looked more like a Somali pirate. But if someone needs a cast for something like that, like no one is going to pull it off better than a homeless person. Your hair's greasy. You look like crap. You haven't shaved. You have the stink. You probably smell like urine. Like everything they think they want, like. I got this. So oh. did that help get you out of your homeless situation? Uh, pretty much, yeah. I mean, I was I was there for uh, for my kids pretty much, but, I mean, that was my only dabble into any kind of acting, but I just couldn't okay. believe they actually called me back, you know? Did you get any screen time? Oh, yeah. I was, I was on, I got, like, four or five different scenes you can find me in. 
Okay. And, and what do they have you doing? Like when they say action, are you, you're in the background, there's probably some activity. Are you lifting a barrel over your head? Are you climbing a net? Like what are we looking for? Yeah, pretty much. Just walking around in the background, you know, um, standing there looking dumb. <laughs> Did you dress like a pirate? Yeah, pretty much, man. My, okay. uh, my audition was pretty sweet. The lady freaked out. was like, how'd you learn how to talk like that? I was like, I read books. <laughs> But talk like what? Like a like the uh, like, stereotype like, pirate? Yeah, I mean, arr. yeah. I mean, it, as yeah, far yeah, as we no, know, exactly. They had me talk. I was like, I didn't know this was this was uh, that kind of audition. But I had to do this whole spiel, and it was crazy. The lady like gave me a standing ovation. It was nuts. So, okay. did you have any idea even what the movie was about, or was it literally you just saw casting call pirate? Hey, I look like a pirate. Let me give it a shot. Actually, the craziest thing is, is me and my little cousin, we watched all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies up to that point. Like, we go to the theater and watch them. And then I called her after I after they cast me and called me, and, I, and she freaked the heck out. <laughs> Did you smell Johnny Depp? That was a pretty cool deal. Could you smell yeah, Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp and Ian McShane. Which one seemed cooler? Uh, Johnny Depp was nicer. Ian McShane was badass. Yeah, he strikes me as a guy where right. there's not a lot of acting. Uh, so where did you sleep? Did you sleep on the ship? No, I, I was living in a hospital working for my bed, you know. Okay. Kind of working the front desk. Man, and how long were the and, shoot uh, days? Are they like 13, 15 hours long? Oh, man, one day we were out there for like 21 hours. And how much time were you actually, quote unquote, acting? And the 21 hours you're out there, I'm guessing maybe 15 minutes. Yeah, man. I mean, I got—I probably put on like forty pounds. I was going to say. Now the actual pirate ship. <laughs> chilling, eating. Now, yeah, the, on the, the outside it, it was a pirate ship. You go inside, it's all motors and computers and stuff. Okay, so basically, it was just to look like a pirate ship. Yeah, so you yeah, could you, like they—they they fed yeah. you on that thing and everything else. So underneath was. Uh, oh yeah. All right. How great is catering when you're homeless? You want a sandwich? They make you pretty much whatever you want. Okay. Yeah, it's catering on a movie set. Yeah, man. Saying if you're homeless, that's, that's, awesome. that's a better perk than anyone could imagine. Like, wait a minute, I can eat any of these things you have set up on this table. Like, yes, you can do that, and it's free. Like, it's cost me nothing. Go ahead, eat up. I would eat like a freaking. Well, king. I would think you would lose weight just based on what you'd have to wear. You're wearing all these big, heavy, older clothes. You know, typically Hawaii's 88 degrees. I mean, you might. I think in his case, though, like he was homeless. He's, he's just putting on weight because he's, he's going yeah. to cater. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I bet you everyone else is probably <laughs> dropping pounds. I bet yeah. you my yeah. man's like, yeah, you don't understand. I don't <laughs> eat on the regular. Right. <laughs> <So>. Exactly. <laughs> like his body. Like I mean, think about it. Right. Even if you just did, I don't know. Let's say you did a four day fast. Yeah. Just water. You're going to drop some pounds. You absolutely will. But you probably put a couple back on just when you eat a meal. Real quick. Yep. <laughs> Real quick. What, uh, what can you not believe happened to you or someone that you know? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Norm. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, amigos. Hola. So back in the day when I was a young man, I was barely 19 right out of high school, living in my first apartment with my friends. I go to a place one night. San Antonio called Players Retreat. Bands played there. I went just to go check out a band, and I'm standing next to this just fine-looking girl, and she starts chatting me up. I'm like, "Oh wow, this is pretty cool." So one thing leads to another, and uh, you know, she says, "Well," I asked her for her phone number, and she said, "Well, uh, give me yours." So the next day, so this is like Friday night. So next day, Saturday morning, she calls me, "Hey, are you doing anything?" I'm like, "No, come on over." 
Cindy comes on over and just makes my knees as weak as they could be. I mean, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> so as we're, as we're finishing up and getting dressed and stuff, I had a big walk-in closet, and I had a, I had my drum set in. I had a big red double bass pistol light set the drums in it. She's like, oh, you're a drummer, huh? And I go, yeah, I play. And she goes, oh, my roommate just loves drummers. Oh, that's cool. So she left, and the next day, so now this is Sunday, about 10 in the morning, and I'm just barely awake. I hear knocking on the door, and I looked at a peephole, and there's this girl that looks like, uh, what's the girl's name from Rocky that had the spiky hair with the Russian guy, Bridget Nielsen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks like, looks, looks like her wearing short leather mini skirt. I'm like, what is this? So I opened the door, and she says, are you Norm? I said, yeah. She says, well, my friend told me you had some drums. I just love drums. <laughs> I took her up to my bedroom. And all she wanted to do was anything you could think of as long as it was on my drums. <laughs> just, yeah. Now you walked out with the weirdest fetish, and it works in your favor. I, I was one happy dude, I got to tell you. Did you yeah. drop the B from your bass drum? Just call it the ass drum after that. Yeah, I guess so. Hell yeah, man. Did you have to play in a band? Never had. I just want to have sex in your bass case. Okay. What's up? What can you not believe <laughs> happened to you or someone that you know? 206-803-ROCK. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 99.9 KISW. The Men's Room returns with Miles and Thrill. Taryn Daly, Steve Miggs from the Daily Mix Morning Show. On the way, we will sit and spin. And today we get a little appropriate uh, with 10 rock song lyrics. That did not age well. That's on the way after emails from our question, what can you not believe happened to you or to someone that you know? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, John. Welcome to the men's room. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hola. Hey, quick question. You can hear me all right, right? Yeah, yes. we got you. All right, fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, but, uh, what happened to me was a couple years ago, 2019. Uh, it was at uh, Midsummer Renaissance Fair. Uh, and just fun fact, the theme of that fair was uh, good versus evil. So it's like right before 2020 election. 
And uh, so for like 20 years, I've studied philosophy and martial arts. So they had like nights going on. And I you know, go out and try and, uh, I don't know, interact and uh, educate our culture for 20 years of philosophy students. Um, so I, I go to the thing. Uh, one more thing I want to mention, because you've had a couple callers that uh, kind of hit on this experience that I had. There's a good book you guys should check out. Uh, it's called Shielded, uh, How Police Became Untouchable. Uh-huh. Um, just so I, I go to this Renaissance fair. Um, I had like two beers over five hours, um, and I don't know. I got there like one thirty, about four o'clock, or no, it was like six o'clock. But uh, uh, jousting and nights and everything ended, and uh, I'm hanging out, like talking to people and standing there, and uh, I stretch. I basically I got attacked by activists. I stretched and um, looked around at the, everywhere and saw this guy and this girl. Uh, they just happened to enter my visual field. Um, and not a minute or two later, that guy comes up to me and tells me um, that I was making the girl uncomfortable. Now, I was wearing a shirt that had, like, gun rights on it, had, like, a gun on the back. So I figured it was just about this shirt uh, and the fact that I'm a white guy. Um, and then... I go, okay, well, you know, I'm just standing here. And he goes, well, I'm just letting you know. And I'm, okay, and I'm just standing here, <laughs> just letting you know. Okay, well, so I got out of there, and I went and started talking to the knights because they're all done doing their thing. Like, how did they get into this and everything? <laughs> and then I went down to the other side of the uh, fair to go to another bar because that's what I was told to do to get uh, a campsite there. And five minutes later, one of the security guards comes up to me. Uh, he's got a gun on his hip. He was super pissed, like red faced, human pissed. And he said, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And I was like, okay. So I just started walking out. And he's like super, like red faced pissed as we're walking out. I was like, dude, there's no reason to be so pissed. Like, I didn't threaten anybody. I didn't make a bomb threat. And then he radioed the police. And the police immediately showed up. Uh, and jumped on top of me. They didn't ask anybody questions. They didn't do an investigation. They just immediately threw me to the ground, slapping my face into the ground. Uh, I thought my arm was going to break because he's like laying on one of my arms trying to cuff me and he can't cuff because he's like uh, got my shoulder in a weird position so like my elbow went in. So I like rotate into him so he can cuff me. And uh, yeah, that crap beat out of me. Got uh, accused of making a bomb threat. Uh, which had uh, uh, not guilty on, but they accused me of resisting arrest. And then the prosecutor at my trial, his argument why I was guilty um, was because I have triceps. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm guilty of every other crime, too, because I've been dependent on. Uh, just food for thought. Everybody thinks, you know, that these are authorities, but basic English are not. Authority means possible. I'm the author of my life. That's an actual fault. And all these people just lie, and they're activists and they're bigots, and you have real-world, uh, you know, results. Of like I said, shielded by the police were untouchable. And then my attorneys just lied and gasped the whole time. There was tons of witnesses, but they didn't touch in witnesses. One witness and the one cop showed up. Uh, I had I had expert witnesses that were willing to testify that the police didn't have problems with cause. Uh, I had phone records of the phone they claimed made the phone 911 call. They didn't present 911 call at trial. Uh, and that nine, and my attorney wouldn't present the phone records, which demonstrably proved that 
the uh, phone number they claim made nine one one call uh, didn't make any calls for like four hours span, uh, and it was all communicated over radio and non-official links. And there's nothing I can do in law to get at my uh, you know corrupt attorneys. I was told by the ethics board that I had to have an attorney to make to file an ethics complaint. I fired three attorneys because I went through 2,000 years of uh, intellectual thought explaining why the, the lesson that was trying to be taught to me is that I'm not an author of my life and why that is completely and absolutely false on natural law. Uh, yeah. Where were you at again? The Renaissance Festival. Yeah. The Renaissance, Renaissance Festival. Okay. Midsummer Renaissance Fair. Good versus evil. Kind of ironic. Hmm. I mean, same thing happened to me, and in the end, the only charge they had was resisting arrest, right? Which the, the judge was like, this is ridiculous. I said, yes, because it'll happen again if there's no other charge, right? That's the whole thing. But I still had to pay to get it expunged. It was an additional 500 bucks to get it expunged from my record, because you don't want an arrest on your record, right? It was never expunged. It's a term they mm -hmm. use, but if they want to know... Uh, a little bit later in life, they're like, no, dude, it's on your record right here. I'm like, well, I thought I got it paid to be expunged. They're like, you did pay for it to be expunged. We're just letting you know that it's still available for everyone to see. I'm like, cool. Cool. Yeah. I'm just amazed yeah. things got profiled for being white at a Renaissance fair. Yeah, I was exactly. Like, when he like, first said that, I'm like, like I don't want to say this time, but I'm You're at a Renaissance <laughs> festival and you're white. Like, that's, you know, man, I, look, I'm not white, but I would feel like that might be a safe place. The cops are chasing you like, run to the Renaissance Festival, Ted. You'll, you know what I mean? Go to the pickup <laughs> basketball game of the Renaissance Festival mm -hmm. to try to blend in. That's Good just times. my guess. I don't know. What, uh, what can you not believe happened to you or someone that you know? 206-803-ROCK. Just for the record, whenever talking to a lawyer, a cop, anybody, you start talking about 2,000 years of knowledge and this and that. They've already stopped listening. Y yeah. It kind of loses the... Like, I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying, like, at people that point, tune it out. Yeah, people go, what are you talking about? Right, like, we're just talking about this thing right here. This Correct. moment right now. And, and look, once you get upset, you pull everything from the ether, right? And you throw it all out there. And it's like, okay, when you're done, we need to get back to the situation at hand. That's <laughs> yeah. all. That's all it is. What, uh, what can you not believe happened to you or someone that you know? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, guys. Hola. So a little bit of this backstory is semi-sad, but it'll make sense. So my mom happens to be from England, and she committed suicide. This matters because it, it caused issues, obviously, between my dad and my granddad. And I lost contact with him. You know, it just happened when I was a kid. You don't realize you should keep these things. And years later, I am contacted by an attorney, and my granddad left me an inheritance. And I'm dating this guy. I live in Nebraska at the time. And... Through this inheritance, we decide that we're going to go buy um, a marina and, you know, do the, the small town pool thing, right? Well, wait, how much was this? How much was this inheritance? I got $10,000. Okay. And I booked a hotel room so we could stay in the cook for the weekend to go find a house to live in because we're going about three hours from where we live. And the relationship was kind of rocky. Like, I'm going through his phone. He's going through my phone. You know, maybe there was a little alcohol on both ends at the time. And this is two days before we're supposed to go to McCook. And he's drunk, passed out, and his phone goes off. It's 3 a.m. And I see, I see the phone blink. 
and there's a Craigslist message in his email from some man. Also, what's going on at the time is where his parents are snowbirds, and we're house-sitting for his parents. So I read the email, and he's trying to sleep with other men behind my back. Would it have been better if he said, hey, can I bring a dude? Would you have been down if he said, I want to bring a guy into the bedroom? What happened two weeks before this is we had a conversation. I go, well, what if I want a girlfriend? He goes, what if I want a boyfriend? I go, what if you do? And the conversation never went anywhere. So I had actually said, I'd, op- I'd open the door. I'd been like, you want to have this conversation? I'm more than willing to have this conversation with you. And he completely went behind my back. And I mean, there were multiple, multiple messages. I still don't know if it happened. Um, but he was trying to meet people at his parents' house. I mean, they were, he was talking to at least six men. Then it probably happened. Yes. And six months, unless you dated the ugliest man ever. I mean, he wasn't a bad looking dude. Um, I was just more shocked that like why would you why would you lie? I gave you an out I gave you an out before you even did this, just to be like, What if what if you did? So I guess you I, didn't I guess yeah. you didn't go on your holiday weekend then, right? We did not. Um <laughs> I I had a friend pick me up and I was literally like so stressed, I puked for the next three days. That is fun. Uh, that I almost went to Texas after this, stayed in Kansas for a little bit with my best friend, and that kind of eventually led me to, to be to Washington, be in Washington. Though okay. I, I mean, I think too, he might just I, look. I'm not defending it, right? But I know where you're going. I'm, I'm assuming part of that too is he's not comfortable telling people he wants to have sex with other men. I mean, I was like, what if I want a girlfriend? You know, he's like, what if I want a boyfriend? I'm like, what? What if you do? Like, let's talk about this. Like, it was it was on the table. The but if table he's not comfortable open. telling you, then he's certainly not comfortable telling other people. Obviously, he would have went on Craigslist trying to do it. And not only that, like, it's your That's parents' a good point. house. You were going to sleep with men in your parents' house. Hey, I slept with some ladies in my parents' house when I still lived mm-hmm. with them. Because that's the house I had available to me. We've all done some stuff like that, but it's like, come on, man. Like, like, that was in double poor taste. Like, you were trying to do it behind my back and at your parents' house. Like, come on, at least. Don't don't worry about his parents. Don't worry about his parents. (laughs) Just worry about his parents. I mean, look, if you're trying to have sex secretly where you're reaching out to (laughs) Craigslist to find partners, like, it's not going to matter whose house it is. Right. It it could be anywhere. Uh, I'm curious to know. You said this happened in Nebraska. Then you stayed in Kansas. Then you thought about moving to Texas, and as you put it, that's what so, brought me to Washington. What is it between Nebraska, Nebraska, Kansas, and Texas where I can see how if you like what? one, you might like the other? How did Washington figure into that? So I'm in Kansas, and my, all, all my family's from there. Like, my dad was born in Nampa, Idaho. Um, my cousin Lisa came to stay with me for a couple of days. She was actually moving back up here, and she had a bad breakup in Oklahoma. And she said, hey, can I come stay at the house for a couple of days? I'm like, of course you can. You know, that's no problem. I'd love to see you. And we're having drinks on Sunday, Sunday, and she's like, why don't you just come up, move up there with me, or just come visit for two weeks, and I'll come drive you back. And I worked for a mom-and-pop restaurant, and that was I could not just leave for two weeks like that. So I said, well, could I just move up there with you? And I, I called a friend who I knew needed a place. I had her take over my lease. Um, this, we did this Monday morning. I worked a half, to sh- half a shift at work, told my boss, who is from Beirut, Lebanon, by the way, and at first she tried to say, you can't just pack up your life and move across the country. And I looked at her like, you're going to tell me I can't just pack up my life and move. You're from Lebanon. Yeah. You moved halfway around yeah. the world. Right. You moved from one <laughs> side to the other. What uh, what can you not believe happened to you or someone that you know? 206-803-ROCK. By the way, that's a good friend. If I say, Ted, man, uh, why don't you come with me for two weeks? We're going to, I don't know, we're going to go to Miami. 
and you say, can I move with you? Like, boy, it's a big ass, Ted. That I, is a I massive. just said, hey, yeah. I, I'll take you back. I'm just saying, did you want to visit for a little while? Clear your head. And, and what did she say, Kansas and what else, Texas? Started in Nebraska. I was in Nebraska when this went down. Went to Kansas to stay with a friend for a little bit. Debated moving to Texas. But as she put it, and that's why I ended up in Washington. And, like, for me, I'm just not seeing how these all line up. Is Oh, I'm still just thinking about the dude. That makes a lot more sense. He's, in Nebraska? Yeah. Yeah, again, I am not defending his actions at all. I'm just saying, like, I, I just no, I think you. that guy's pretty scary. If you were in Seattle, he'd be like, I'm going to the bar on Capitol Hill. And Correct. nobody cares. Yes. I was on a plane once with a guy. I've told this story. The, the magazine he was reading had, they weren't naked, but the guys were all shredded, and it was... A little suggestive, some of the poses. So finally, sure. I just said, is, is that like a fashion, like a muscle magazine or something? And he's like, well, no. <laughs> and I'm like, what is it? He's like, well, it's a gay magazine. And I was like, all right. So you know me. We start chatting. And it, long story longer, he had been married and this and that. And he was like, yeah, one day I just left the gay porn up so she would find it. He, said, he was like, I just didn't oh, have really? the, That's the way. He, he was like, I didn't have the strength to tell her. Huh. So, like, with that guy, I'm like, yeah, he was behind your back, but he, he's probably hiding from a lot of stuff. Yeah. What uh, yeah. What can you not believe happened to you or someone that you know? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Bill. Welcome to the men's room. Good afternoon, men. Hola. <laughs> hey, uh, so I was in the Air Force, and uh, Ken worked in the same shop as a different ship. Uh, so I knew him, but I didn't know him real well. One day, he comes to my room in the barracks, and he says, hey, my uh, car's broke down. Can you give me a ride to the pet store? Hey, man, what's going on with your phone? You're kind of getting loud? Let me get kind of quiet. And then it comes back in loud. Okay, I'm moving around. I'll stand still. How's that? Okay, better. We'll see. All right. So he says he wants to go to the pet store, and I think, well, pets aren't allowed in the barracks. So I said, what do you need to go to the pet store for? He says, oh, I need to uh, have Christine, my my pet eight and a half foot Burmese python in my room, and I need to get her a uh, guinea pig because she hasn't eaten in a month. <laughs> so I said, "Let me get my keys," and uh, we go to the pet store, and uh, we get the guinea pig, put her in a cardboard box, go back to the barracks. So I'm just picturing, uh, you know, Animal Kingdom, uh, just uh, uh, some. Excitement coming up here. We get up to his room. He opens up his wall locker where he keeps Christine when uh, he's not in the room. And there's eight and a half foot Burmese python comes slithering out of the wall locker. And I uh, couldn't believe it. We opened up the box and uh, guinea pig uh, gets out. Instantly knows it's in danger. It starts underneath the bed, which is in the corner of the room. So he runs all the way underneath the bed back in the corner. Uh, corner of the room and christine slithers over there not even halfway underneath the bed and just stop it's just not the minimum I'm, I'm hoping for but uh after a few minutes of no action uh Ken says hey why don't you get on the bed and uh stick your hand down in the corner there and try and flush the guinea pig out and I'll get on the floor next to Christine. I'll try to push her towards the guinea pig. And I'm like, all right, smart. So I get up there, and I'm my hand down in the corner underneath the bed trying to flush out the guinea pig. And then I hear, oh, ouch. No, Christine. I turn around to see what's going on. And Ken is sitting up. Christine has bit him in the face. 
and won't let go. So the snake is still attached to his face when you turn around. It's still attached to his face. And uh, so he's <laughs> he's using his hands and trying to gently pull her jaws apart and uh, and get her off. Nothing's happening. She's still stuck on her. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I got a toolbox over there. See if you can find something to pry her jaws apart. So I open up the toolbox, and it's like a cold chisel and a screwdriver. Hey, Bill, Bill, we got to do some Wait. of your phone, man. I yeah. mean, this is, oh, hey, is we can't, We can't understand you, man. Get a new phone, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just uh, we, we cannot hear what you're saying. Uh, we could figure it out, but a lot of the listeners are like, yeah. we, we don't know what he said. I was about to say, like. It sounded like a good story, but like you got to hang up on it. Long story short, this is as far as we got before we had to let him go. Uh, his buddy had a pet python. For reasons we don't need to get into, the pet python bit his buddy in the face. But by the time he turned around to see his buddy being attacked, the snake was still stuck to his face. And they had to get actual tools to pry the jaws of the python off of his buddy's face. Ten rock song lyrics that did not age well. Coming up with Sit and Spin, and we get your emails on the way next. From the men's room at KISW.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 